Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and I now have with me Rachel Oz. Rachel Oz works as a psychologist, art playgroundist, I want to ask questions about that, an author who loves listening to the beauty in people and animals and all living colors. Her four published gift self-help books are infused with loads of her colorful drawings, all designed to affirm the human heart. Her newest illustrated personal growth gift book is called The Relationship Book and is all about loving yourself in all relationships. Her most tender and mighty hope is to hold up a mirror for many, reflecting a hearty truth of your boundless worth. I love that. I love that. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited. I do, I do want to ask this question first because I saw this and I was like, I love that. Art Playgroundist. What does that mean? Oh, it, it's my made up term. And it means that when I make art, it feels like I'm on the playground again, like in elementary school. And I'm running the field with my friends. The wind is in our hair and we're free. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because I think it's so true. Like we, we just need to play more, right? And yes. not be so attached to the outcome mm. of our creations. We're mm. just allowing that play. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a deep soul invitation, isn't it? It's one that hopefully we knew as children. We knew we came into this world knowing it. We did. We came in and then we lost it somewhere along the line for most of us. So yeah, getting it back, getting it back. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that play is, is while it's light and it is and airy and yummy, it is also serious. It is also, it involves our imagination, which is very powerful. I also don't want to underestimate the powerful nature of play as well. Hmm. Yeah. I think it really opens us up when we can allow ourselves to play to really, um, yeah, the imagination, but also that freedom that we don't often give ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can delve into things and um, yes. really explore with curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So can you share a little bit of your story and the path that's brought you to where you are now? Mm, well, since we began with play, I think the path I'm at now is a full circle and a deepening to the path I knew as a child. I did like to draw I did like to write poetry. I loved my time with my friends, especially one-on-one. I loved colorful clothing, like just numerous things, right? And these are all the things I've returned to and built on. And so being a psychologist is so much the relationship thing and one-on-one and, and then the folding back in drawing and writing and all the things like, so I think that is all a big part of what I've been up to is like trying to catch up to who I once knew I was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were once that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. Like how do we get back there? Yes. And I think that getting back there is, is having some kind of a commitment to our joy of noticing 
when we feel more joyful, even in the little things, what pair of socks you pull out of your drawer, it can just be the ordinary daily things. But I think that noticing what sets our heart a beat, even like, oh, that's right. I like banana bread or watermelon or whatever the things are, that those are all clues back to the child and all clues back to the home within. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So when you think of the term healing with creativity, what does that mean to you? Mm, Healing with creativity. Well, I think about what it's going to help to anchor this for me to think about a time period where I've done some healing. And when I think of that, I think of this year, I've had a whole thing with my thyroid, a butterfly shaped gland that regulates a lot of things in their throat region. And it's just affected a lot of things, my energy and sleep and numerous things. And so creativity with healing, I think for me has meant leaning back in and really deeply listening to what's going on for me. Because when I think of creativity, I think of outside the box. I think of not comparing ourselves to others. I think of not doing something necessarily in a way because it's it's prescribed or you've seen it that way. But it's actually taking a fresh look, a quieting look inside and really listening to what wants to be known Um, and creating something new, like responding with a new way. And so for me this year in my healing um, process, it's meant in that listening, it's like, the new things that want to be known is, okay, Rachel, let's find some new ways that will even better support you because you've been working so hard. I have now begun a Qigong weekly class, which is people more often hear of Tai Chi. It's similar. It's moving with breath work and it's just very lovely. And I've return to seeing a spiritual director who is super supportive. And I could say a number of things that I do. I'm meditating twice a day now. Just, But what it's meant is what, what is something new and current? I think that's part of it too. What I have to catch up with myself. So what may have been healing in the past doesn't mean it would be healing now or that it's current for me now or I'm just thinking out loud as you ask that it's such a beautiful great question those are some thoughts off the top I love it I love it because it really it's such a personal question yeah it's something we try to answer all the time what is healing with creativity and and it really is, it's that tapping into what's going to work for you mm-hmm. that allows you to move and flow, to allow things to release, come, become known to you. And, yeah. and it, it's going to be a different answer for everyone. 
Right. And I think a different answer for everyone, I agree, and a different answer at different points in time for the one person, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because I, I think that we are, I mean, while we're always like at the core who we are, Um, I also think that we're evolving hearts and souls. And so sometimes in my therapy practice, I will say to people when they're surprised, like, I thought I dealt with whatever that was. I thought I forgave that person, or I thought I was uh, uh, over having dreams about that one thing, or I thought I was. And sometimes I'll say, like, I think that you did the really good work at that time and now you've grown and evolved. And so to keep integrating that, those knowings, and it's like, it's got to get reintegrated into your evolved self. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's some new things to do for your healing now. That's like this incredible opportunity to even deepen the healing. I mean, healing is messy. I think that it's, right? It's not like, oh, healing's all neat and linear always. And right. I think it asks a lot from us. I think it's hard work. Yeah. It's a whole interesting thing to take a look at. It really is. Yeah. I I just love what you said, because it is, it's, it's messy. And Mm-hmm. And often we get started thinking we want to do the healing work, but it's messy. And right. then our brain kicks in. It's like, no, we don't want anything. We don't want to change. And then things start yes. to change and, and yes. we're like backpedaling. And it's like, but I need to move forward. It's like, yeah, I call it the cha-cha of healing. I love that so much. The cha-cha of healing, right? Back and forth and sideways, just all over. And Oh my yeah. gosh, I adore that. Yeah, it, um because it, it is, it's very messy and, mm-hmm. but so worth it when you work on the things, but you're right. We don't go through things and then it's like one and done. It, I equate it to that ball of yarn and you're pulling it and then you come to a knot and then you stop and you work on that knot and then you're pulling it and it's good for a while. And all of a sudden there's another knot and you're like, oh, I thought I had gotten the knots and yes. it just keeps getting all tangly and messy. Right. Yeah. And it can be so tempting to say, forget it, or mm-hmm. I'm putting this down or, and then never end up with the amazing sweater or whatever the thing might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to back up from that statement and revise it a little bit. Like you may not get a full sweater, but maybe you get a scarf out of the, the part you did do. Right. So it's mm-hmm. the bit of unknotting you did do, even if you end up putting it down does do something right mm-hmm. yes. it's just oh do I want to keep going with this yes right. yeah. I find once you get on a roll though it's a little bit addictive the healing work is uh-huh. like because you're like oh I know how much better that made me feel so now if I keep going I know I'll feel even better yeah and yeah it's a lot of exploration and curiosity I think that comes yeah. in the healing mm-hmm. yes so true yeah. right yeah. One of the questions that our uh, listeners have asked us to ask mm-hmm. is about mm-hmm. music. And okay. because I do not listen to music when I'm working, I listen mm-hmm. to music when I'm driving and I listen to music when I am uh, cleaning. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Yes. 
But many people listen to music when they're creating, when they're writing, when they're like any type of creative act, baking, gardening. Is music a part of how you move through your creativity? Mm, I would say mostly um, I'm similar to you in that I really want quiet when I'm writing. Maybe it's more when I'm writing because I think I need to when I'm searching for words, I need so much stillness to go fishing for those. Maybe if I'm painting, if I'm beyond the general conceptual part of paint, like I have the general idea, or then I can have some kind of music going. Um, The last thing I painted, I had on um, an Andy Gibbs station, Um, and was super enjoying that like duet with Olivia Newton-John and that was really fun for me and another thing that I do musically is when I meditate recently I put on what is called the spa station it's just instrumental and very like one song maybe just really soft gentle piano music it's just very ethereal sounding and so for my meditation anyway it feels very like a really nice accompaniment Mm -hmm. I will say if I was painting and I could blink and just be magical I would maybe put into the room some magical woman playing the harp that would be just fine with me (laughs) I love that yes yeah and music has so much emotion attached to it and it can be different again with for everyone Mm -hmm. and so I thought it was an interesting question that that we've been asked to ask yeah because I hadn't thought of it because I don't listen to music when I'm creating yeah I very much sit in silence for my writing Mm -hmm. and painting I really need to tap in to the energy to the divine and so it never crossed my mind to play music and then to hear how many people do I'm just like oh am I missing something right comes with its own energy yes (laughs) music is one of those ones that absolutely changes for everyone how they how they show up that's very true Yeah. yeah I love that I love that well Tell us a little bit about what you create. You've got books, but you talked about your artwork, and I know you have an Etsy shop. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I think um, my inspiration for creating my books really began and stemmed um, from my inspiration for my therapy clients. And what happened is that over the years, I've heard them say so many uh, inspiring insightful sometimes funny but truths and insights out of their suffering I've just been super inspired by that a number of years ago I began jotting some of the things they would say down that took my breath away that led me ultimately to create my first book which is called all I did was listen and That book, each page spread has an anonymous client quote, my written reflection that's kind of poemy or prose-like, and then my colorful illustrations. And that whole book is really about this 
this order, starting with messiness inside, leading up to I am who I am, who I am, like just this story of transformation, of coming back home to ourselves. And so that these quotes provided an inspiration and a framework that began in my mind to tell everyone's story of what we all being human walk through in that. And of course, with our own distinct stories, but there's such common threads. Then the drawings themselves, the illustrations at first, I wanted to try to use some like other people's art. I was looking at Picasso's. I like the line work. And then at the time, my youngest son tapped me on the shoulder and said, no, mom, this needs to be your art. But I really hadn't made art since I was a kid. I just, I believed him. And then I was prompted to get a bunch of stuff from the art store and work with a quote and work with my line work until I found what felt authentic coming out of my pen and what colors expressed that quote the best. It's been a really beautiful exercise being creative again of really listening to my deepest self, listening to what really I find inspiring listening to what I would want to share with others and in a way of encouraging them. All of my art and all of my books are um, really about affirming the human heart and about providing um, snapshots, if you will, to people to prompt them to think about their deep worth and their beautiful hearts in new ways what I've heard from people is they tend to land on people's um, bedside tables because it, it, they're sort of little intimate conversations that I'm having with people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'll have to definitely check those out because mm. that, that sounds exactly like what I like on my bedside table. Right? Oh. Just pick it up and you open it and you, you, yeah. you don't have to be in one place or follow. You just whatever message you need at the time Mm -hmm. yeah yes yeah I could if if you'd want I could read a brief excerpt from I would love maybe from my newest one that you mentioned the relationship book Mm -hmm. Uh, this is structured in a way that the chapters are various relationships relationship with myself with food with clothing with animals with people community divinity and so those are the themes but I will find one that's maybe in the first chapter, which is about relationship with myself. And here, for those who are watching, here's just an illustration coming from this one. This one also has some anonymous client quotes in it. And this one, the quote is, I'm feeling more depressed and I'm realizing I need to create experiences that are wild and beautiful. And then I wrote... When standard self-care practices aren't sustaining my well-being, I turn to experiences that are wild and beautiful. I walk in the rain, picnic behind a waterfall, build a treehouse, flambe some food, knit sweaters for trees, watch the sunrise from a hot air balloon, show up at a friend's door and sing, read poetry at midnight, write to an elephant, Say a purring prayer with a tiger at the zoo. 
Somehow these all get inside of me and work their magic. Can you see the colorful hot air balloons traveling around now in my breath? How about the elephant inside my palm who's writing me back? Oh, I love that. Oh, thank love you. That. Thank you. And your books are available at, at on your Etsy shop. Yeah. And we have your link here. And yes. your art is also available on yes. your Etsy shop. Oh, I love yes. that. Yeah. And then you're offering our listeners free diving in book included. They just have to say that they heard you on the podcast and you're going to include that for them with any purchase at your Etsy shop. And we have the link. So we'll put that uh, below. Do you have any final thoughts uh, that you'd like to share with everyone before we go today? Maybe a final thought is this. Your question that you asked earlier today of what for you is creative healing. And so for the people listening, I almost want to say, I just really trust you're tuned in today. And so the rhetorical question of what's creative healing for you, and was there any clues to that in our conversation today? And the extra encouragement I would give in that is Make sure there's some joy that's a part of your answer, but that's going to help like fill it out, give it roots and make it sustainable. Well, thank you for that. Thank you so much. Mm. I want to thank you for being here and sharing today. All right. Thank you for having me again. All right. To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in. 